episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EVH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. I'm Dr. C. Victor Urban III, and I'm taking it to the house. Hold up. Wait a minute. Before I go on, I got to say something that's long and overdue. That's Dr. C. Victor Herbin, doctor, earned and not given, a man of God, a retired lieutenant colonel in the United States Army, an author. Did I say doctor already? A leader of men, father, husband, brother, uncle. And guess what? He's my nephew and I'm proud of him. And we're doing this show for you today. So thank you for tuning in and put some respect on his name. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I want to welcome you to Take It to the House. Vic, it's been a couple of weeks. What's on your mind? What's going on, brother? What's burning in your <laughs> in heart words, today? In the words, in the words, in the words, in the words of Cam Newton. What did he do when he scored that first touchdown? We're back. Look, man, I, I tell you, the last few weeks have been a journey. I thank the fans of this wonderful show, your patience. I know we haven't been around for a couple of weeks. Look, your boy been traveling. Your boy has been like on the road for real. And thanks again, Unc, for, for them props. Hey, so I, I had to go to Carolina. Uh, I actually got to watch the Carolina Panthers game when they got stumped, stumped by the Patriots. Uh, and then, of course, what, the week later, they get Cam Newton. And then the next week, I go visit my freshman son, C. Victor Herbin IV, who's at LSU. We know how well LSU's been doing. Great weekend, family weekend. Go catch that game that evening against Arkansas. Now, I was talking to my mom because she's there. I said, hey, mom, this should be a pretty good game. Arkansas, you know, traditionally have been like the beast of the East type thing. They're not like top cream of the crop of SEC. So since LSU has been having a, a subpar year, we still should win this game. This should be one of those gimme games, family weekend. Everyone walks out of the stadium. Great weekend. All right, team one. Uh, the forecast all week going into Louisiana was like 70 degrees, 70, 72. Okay, great. I'm coming from D.C. I over, I overpacked to the point I underpacked. Okay, who needs a coat? Who needs all this, this cold weather gear? I'm going to 70 degrees, Louisiana. I misread that the game was not going to be at 4 o'clock. The game was going to be at 6.30. No problem. Uh-oh. It's it's Louisiana. Is it snow? Um, I tell you what, it's kids and I, mom and dad, wifey. We at the game. Okay, seats. We got some top cover, bruh. That weather dropped so hard. I swore I was at Lambeau Field on the frozen tundra. I mean, we up there like. And so you, you already had a college football game with <laughs> SEC country. We and, and then the way they had the student seating or for the family seating, we're over there on the Arkansas side. But we're like, okay, no problem. It's going to be well worth it. LSU's going to come out here. They're going to have their business. Third quarter, we're watching a game that's like literally a slugfest. Is it defense or is it sloppy? I don't know. So make the call. Hey, five minutes left. You know, we should be able to leave about it here. It's tied. And we're like, hey, we should be able to take this car. We should be able to make this drive. And score. At least get the field goal, get about it. Any other time, have no problem watching the game in overtime. But this particular game, I look at my mom. She's got the blanket on. And she's just, the wifey got the blanket on. My daughter's sitting there like this. And my daughter's a trooper. This is my daughter's second 
uh, 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 live football game. I took her to a Ravens game a couple years ago, and now she gets an SEC game. She's a trooper. That first game she caught, uh, the Ravens game, was rainy. It was wet. Her and her homegirls like this. Champs, 11 years old at the time. I said, I'll take y'all anywhere. They didn't complain at all. So here it is. It's cold. It's like 30, 40 degrees. Cold. Evening, night, wind, and everything. I say, look, at the, at the five-minute mark, we're leaving. My daughter, she's 13, says, why? I stay at a triple zero. I said, that's my girl. <laughs> so, so I'm like, but I'm cold. I'm looking at the wife. I'm looking at the moms. I'm like, okay, you know what? The best thing to do is leave. But I forgot in college, they don't have a two-minute warning. <laughs> so the two-minute mark goes down. I was like, okay, well, let's just finish this game. Bruh, triple zeros. Now I got to go to OT. Made the command call. Let's get up out of here. On the way back to the vehicle, find out the team lost. So over the last three weeks, I've been traveling to watch losers, man. Straight up. Now I, I'm cold, fingers, you know, frostbitten, whatever. But it's great to be back here. It's great to be back right. here. And not to mention, on my way to Baton Rouge, not to mention, <laughs> on my way to Baton Rouge, I had the access to watch the football game, the Thursday night football game on the plane. Ravens versus Dolphins. This should be a gimme. Them jokers, you know, peed in the bed then too. So what a weekend to start that off. So, you know, I say all that to say it's great to be back. And your boy been missing you. And your boy been missing the fans. So let's get this thing started. Let's do it. Let's do it. Man, it's already week 11 for the NFL, you mentioned the Ravens and I got to give you props because early in this season, before the NFL started, you called them going to be your NFC North champions. And so I didn't see it. I called the Cleveland Browns. And it's interesting that the Ravens, they are leading the pack along with Pittsburgh. And I believe their record may be tied or maybe one game separating them. But getting to my Browns, Led by Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, I said early on, he just has to manage the game. No, he's actually in their way. He's part of their problem. So I'm not going to renege or ask for, a, a, a what is that, a mulligan? No, I'm going to stick with the Browns. I'm gonna, still going to stick with the Browns, but he is their problem. You talked about last week with, with Miami and the Ravens, and I was like you. And I, everybody knows, if you've been listening to this format, to this show, everybody knows. I got your boy Lamar on my team, my, my fantasy back, uh, football teams. And so I was expecting him just to blow up. I am so, I was so disappointed in last week's game. Hit him, the, the, the turnovers and the team not showing up. Your boy Brown, uh, just easy catches that he should be making, but he's known to drop more than catch. Uh, I, I was just so upset. And of course, I thought about you as they're losing. I know. I said, I was thinking, what is Vic doing right now? What is my co-host doing right now? Is he on the ledge? I was, I had to think about you. But of course, even with that poor showing, I still wanted fantasy. <laughs> so I'm thankful nonetheless. But my point and the reason why I started off this talk was to give you props on your prediction on them leading the AFC North. They are holding it down right now. It's week 11, and I expect them to continue to hold it down. I'm going to stick with my pick because that's what we do. We, we fall on our sword. My pick with the Browns, but you called it, sir. They're looking to, to, to lead the North. 
the Bills. I think we both agreed upon upon the Bills up in the up in the East, and everybody else. Jack, I have so much to talk about, guys. It's been a couple of weeks, so excuse me if I have diarrhea in my mouth. But if you love us, love me, you don't mind, and you know what I'm talking about. We want to talk. I'm going to say that Gruden and the Raiders, that disappointment and that divorce, you would expect a kind of a spiral to spin out for the Raiders, and yet they seem to somehow survive, you know. So I want to speak on leadership and Derek Carr, the leadership of Derek Carr for the Raiders after John Gruden uh, uh, dishonorably was discharged from his duties. I want to say, I want to speak on, on the Raiders, how they have stood up, stood tall in spite of the challenges that are facing them, losing their coach in the middle of the season. So uh, I don't even, I don't even know who their interim coach is, but to Derek, to Derek Carr and the leadership, as far as the players maintaining the course, staying the course, being true to the mission, which is ultimately the Super Bowl or not, but to play your best regardless of who's coaching and to, to prepare each week individually and do not sum themselves up as we're Gruden. No, we're the Raiders. He's Gruden and separate yourselves from the mess. So I'm going to start from the East Coast to the West. Uh, so we talk about AFC East. And I, and I did tell you, okay, look, it's still the Patriots division. But hey, we I think we both picked the Bills. Steve will have to correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I believe we both took the Bills, but I did say the Patriots were going to be in second place. They were not going to be the, the dwellers. And I believe you were saying they're going to be dwellers. They're not going to be playoff caliber. And I believe you called Miami Dolphins to be uh, uh, number two. And I was like, nah, Patriots will not be less than three. And look at them now. Patriots, that is. Yeah. I don't know what Bills team showed up last week, um, but there's some pieces of this season that is definitely an anomaly. If you watch when the Ravens lost to the Bengals, then the Bengals get lose the next week to the Jets. You see the, the Ravens lose to Miami. You see um, Buffalo lose to Jacksonville. So there's some games that you're like, wow, how did they lose that? What's really going on? So some of these are some throwaways, but hey, every game is an important game, but it still sometimes makes it difficult to do your power rankings and say, all right, this really is. I will tell you right now, the Patriots, they're playing ball. And I said, at the end of the day, you cannot discount Bill Belichick. There's not, he's not going to go two seasons in a row and make it to the playoffs. And so I'm very interested to see how this next half of the season, I mean, remember, it's the 17-game uh, season. Um, so we're entering week 11. So it'll be interesting the next six or seven games, what the Patriots do in that division. Because I do not believe if the Bills and Patriots played yet. I'd have to relook some of the, uh, the, the the schedule. But those will be two critical games for the Bills to cement them place in the AFC East and saying this is still ours. So I'm excited to watch that down the stretch. AFC uh, North. You're right. I called it. I, am I a homer? Sure I am. But my team is good. I mean, you know, it's one thing if I'm a Jets fan and I'm a homer talking about we're going to win a division. No. My boys are good. And they're even better this year, not in talent-wise, but their resilience. How do you lose that your caliber of backs they had in the preseason and still be able to be competitive enough to be in first place in your division? So we all, everyone has got to give my team some credit to say, wow, that's not a full-strength team. A team that's built upon the run, 
a team that has set yeah. records in rushing. You lose a critical piece of your team, your identity, yet they're still in it. And so even watching Lamar having to um, uh, play, uh, lead the team differently this year. Again, people that don't really understand his uh, his career path or understand his playmaking ability or understand him as an athlete, fail to really give him credit as a passer. He is a passer that has skills as a runner, as opposed to being a running quarterback that can pass. No, he is a passer. He prefers to stay in the pocket. So this year, they've allowed us to see him as a pocket passer, which they critiqued him about the first couple of years that he couldn't pass. So just watching how, uh, despite their adversity, their resiliency has shown that he that they can still play ball. And so it'll be interesting, again, watching the rest of this season play out, how they continue yeah. to, uh, uh, to keep their foot on the, on the gas pedal and keep pushing. Look, yeah. I told you before, yeah. the Browns are who we thought they were. And I didn't let them off the hook. <laughs> and so even the Bengals thought they'd get some of that peace. Look, they are where they're supposed <laughs> to be, in the bottom of the division. And who's at top? The granddaddies of them all. The Ravens and the Steelers. I told you, this division belongs to the Ravens or the Steelers. That's it. If one of them other dudes get in there, something had to happen. Something had to happen. You got to go back into the newspaper <laughs> clip and say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Bengals or Browns are in the first place. What happened? That, like, there, there has to be something that, that happened for that to occur, for both teams not to be in first place. And what's happened over the last three weeks since we last mess, met up? The Browns imploded. They, you lost Odell. But that was bound to happen. How long did we think that experiment was going to work? How long before he realized that, well, I'm not getting my touches? Oh, uh, parenthetically, I'll say, let's watch how this happens in, the, in, in Los Angeles with the Rams, too. I mean, he's still like a number three option there. Yes. But that's the NFC situation. So watching them implode, that was just like that's what the Browns do. So how far does you know how far does the elevator shaft fall? Like how how far? How far? How fast? You know because I, a good kudos to the coach. He's done a great job. But again, is Baker who they want him to be? Is he doing what he needs to do? Now you just lost one of your game. Uh, you know your, your 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 big play guys in name because Odell still has not statistically done anything along the level of what he did when he was in New York. So again, you leave a big market in New York, you go to Cleveland and you kind of bomb out. So that'd be interesting. AFC South, that is like the forgotten conference, uh, forgotten division. The bad thing is the Tennessee Titans lost Derrick Henry, man. King Henry. I mean, talking about how does Mike Vrabel lead this team next couple of weeks when their identity as well has been built on the running game. Not just the running game, he's the two-time uh, leading rusher of the league. So to watch how they took that shot to the groin and they're still trekking through, I, I believe that's their division to lose between them and Indiana. Yes. Uh, but uh, no surprises there. Jacksonville finally got, uh, what, two wins, and Urban Meyer has his own challenges going on. And, of course, we know that, uh, you know, the, the firestorm happening at the Houston Texans. And then we look at the AFC West. I don't know if Patrick Mahomes had got out the slump or the Kansas City Chiefs had got out the slump um, because we did choose them. 
but what I what I what I hate seeing because of this this unusual experience that's happening with their, their season, it, it does that discredit Eric Bieniemy. We talked about the last three or four seasons that he should have been the coaching candidate. Now, if they didn't have, if they had reasons or they thought they had reasons not to hire him then when he was leading the Kansas City Chiefs as Super Bowl winners and doing a remarkable job with that offense, what are they saying now? What are they saying now to credit him from having an opportunity to become a head coach in the, in the National Football League? So that's the interesting narrative. I'll be, you know, carefully and cautiously watching that as the offseason uh, approaches, because typically they start talking about new head coaching gigs the last three or four weeks of the season. So I just like to see if they if they uh, talk about his name. Uh, but speaking of coaches, you're right. We didn't get to talk about Gruden. Wow. Did, did see that coming. Did see that coming, but not surprised. Uh, when we just talked about Eric Bieniemy and his challenges becoming a head coach, when you see the good old boy network like this, are you surprised? Are you surprised? But I am surprised seeing how the Raiders have responded and they're winning. Yes. Uh, yes. They still yes. feel that they yes. can take that division, which is great. And this comes down to uh, leadership, comes down to Derek Carr and the team believing in themselves and saying we're not going to be defined by while he may have been a great coach but not a great person or a person that did something not so great. I don't know the man, but I can only understand or go off of what they reported about what Gruden did. But it's also systemic of a larger issue. I'm interested, one, why come they're trying to hide the books? If we know that email traffic came between him and, and, a, and, a, and a leader, a general manager, or upper leadership yeah, yeah. of the Washington football team, what else is being said? What are the emails? Stop. Let, yes. let's, let's let's put it all out on the table. Stop. Stop doing this. The, the, confirm it. We all knew the good old boy network is in full effect. So why did Gruden take become the fall guy? Uh, that that's totally unfair. I'd love for them to expose it all, but we know uh, money talks, and the National Football League has a lot of money. So uh, at this point of season, again, uh, it's pretty it's pretty exciting as far as uh, what we picked early on, but. Uh, it's it's great to see some of those teams that we put be picked or where they're at right now. And but again, I'm a guy and I am uh, feet are kicked up and I was watching my boys do their thing. And I just want to see some more consistency though. Now the uh, the NFC, I don't have anything but a couple of highlights and. I'm looking at the NFC East. I'm not surprised about the Green Bay doing their thing where they're doing, but the NFC East and the NFC West. Those are my two highlights. Uh, Tampa is going to do their thing as well. So the NFC East, I'm looking at the Cowboys, and you and I both talk, talked about the Cowboys. It was theirs to lose pretty much, but I think they're better than that. I'm watching them. Vic, no flaws other than play calling, and the coach. And that's big, right? But when you have playmakers at every skilled position, I'm like, where did this come from? Because I didn't see it coming. Their defense is probably their best unit. And that's and they have a great offensive unit. When you talk about the quarterback, the running backs, and receiving core, collectively as, wow, offense, defense, special teams, kicker, okay. Maybe not top of the line. I don't know, but he, he he shouldn't hurt them. So McCarthy, he's a problem. And locally, they talk about him. 
Everybody does. It's play calling. It's clock management. He is going to be their problem if they don't succeed. But they have everything else to make it to the Super Bowl. Yes, I said it. I didn't call them. I didn't predict them. But as the season has played out, we're talking about now we're going into week 11. They have everything it takes to make it to the Super Bowl. Nobody uh, nobody outside of Dallas and a few teams, uh, fans, probably saw that coming, saw this coming or predicted that. I did not. I don't believe you did either because I believe you had the Rams from the NFC representing the NFC coming out of the Rams. And I can see that happening, but going to the West now, NFC West, look what the Cardinals are doing. Who saw that coming? I did not. I did not. But I believe their success is Kyler Murray, their offense and their offensive scheme they, they marry each other. He doesn't have to work very hard to just make it happen, make magic happen. So play calling is suited to Kyler Murray, and he has the weapons on the outside. I was watching a few, a few Cardinal games. Oh, don't forget their defense as well. A few Cardinal games, and when the pocket breaks down, you really can't even see the guy. What is he, 5'9", 5'10"? So the pocket breaks down. He's able to extend the play. He's still got his head down the field. He can scramble, pick up the yards. Nobody can put a good, clean hit on him, so he's the engine that will for them. And so I really like what I'm seeing when you break it down, dissect, and their defense. Golly, with your Wilson Chandler on the on the on the outside, oh my goodness! It's a whole bunch of no names over there, but they're just a fine unit collectively. So those are the highlights that I want to bring up. The low light is the San Francisco 49ers. I really expected more from them. I'm surprised that they're not representing themselves any better at this at this time. Seattle uh, for the West. I know you and I were talking about them before. Uh, Russell gets hurt. It's affecting. And uh, without Russell, they're they're going to go nowhere. Forget about it because their defense sucks. Their defense stinks. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question before you break down the, the NFC. I wanted to ask you about Aaron Rodgers, because since we've been gone, you know, he was on the COVID restricted list and he wasn't vaccinated. And the whole ruse that I'm uh, been va- not vaccinated. What did he say? I've been immunized. immunized. What the hell? When he was. At, <laughs> yes. What the hell is that? OK, so I wanted to get your take on that as you're breaking down the NFC. But those are my highlights, my lowlights. I didn't go in the every division. But you certainly can. Just wanted to hear your take, sir. Well, I think the easy kills are the, the two middle divisions. Again, if I'm going from east to west, I'm sticking the middle right here, the south and north. Like you said, these are automatics. I don't see anyone in the south beating Tampa Bay uh, unless Tampa Bay beats himself. Unless Antonio Brown frauds something again. Oops, I think he just did. So we'll see what that does to the <laughs> NFC South and to that, that ranking structure. Um, losing Jameis Winston was big for the New Orleans Saints because what Jameis was doing and to watch his makeover just two years ago, he was the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, you know, he was kind of put out the dry. And so to see him study or watch him study underneath Drew Brees for a year and then again do the makeover, uh, he, he was looking, it, it appeared that he was going to have a really great season. 
So that's unfortunate. You don't want to see any of your stars go down. You don't see any injuries because we don't want to have the what if discussion. And right now we're having a what if discussion. But since we're here, who else in the South can compete? Again, uh, Carolina just got Cam Newton. Um, they're not gonna, they're not strong enough to uh, to defeat Tampa Bay Buccaneers and take away the NFC South crown. Atlanta's still trying to find themselves. So again, that division right now in the last couple of years, uh, especially since Tom Brady's there, it belongs to the Saints or it belongs to Tampa Bay. So I, I, automatically, I'm a default NFC South to Tampa Bay. Uh, NFC North again, who's there? Who's there? Who's who? Who will compete against Aaron Rodgers? Other than him being immunized and then having to sit for a couple of weeks because he lied. <laughs> the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions. So again, can Kirk Cousins do something? Not not to the level that he's going to take away, uh, you know, how powerful Green Bay is. So now focus the attention on the true bookends. NFC East and NFC West. NFC East, were we surprised? Well, we can never be surprised about Dallas Cowboys because they've always been the most talented team in that division. The issue was and has been coaching. If you have a Dak Prescott, you have a Zeke Elliott, you have Amari Cooper. I mean, they've done what they need to do. And you, uh, C.D. Lamb, I mean, that's the offensive powerhouse right there. And then they have a, a stellar defense with, with uh, Trayvon Diggs. So the Achilles heel has not been the players on the field. It's been the play callers off the field. So definitely would be interesting to watch how they finish strong. In that division, I don't see you know, Philly. What are they going to do? Washington football team, they're 500, they're 5-5. Five and, five. Uh, and New York Giants, they've been relevant since Lawrence Taylor is back there. So I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. It, it's 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 what will the Dallas Cowboys do when they get to the playoffs? What would they do when they play against right. those top-tier teams? And of course, because it's a 17-week uh, season, there's only going to be one team with a bye. So it's good to see that level of competition is going to accelerate and is going to intensify because. Everyone's trying to get that by. So Dallas Cowboys, they cannot do what they did against the Denver Broncos is lay eggs. But again, we talked about that earlier, the anomaly of the season. There's games there's so, that people are supposed to win that they don't. So you try not to make the knee-jerk, gut, or emotional reaction, oh, wow, that team's horrible. Nah, they just had, it's just one of those things. So I believe, I believe with you that Dallas Cowboys have something special. The question is, how does Mike McCarthy – uh, lead this team into the playoffs and get ready for the next season. Uh, you're right. right. NFC West, and we spoke about it. I think that was going to be the most competitive division, and it is the most competitive division. And I did pick the Los Angeles Rams coming out of there. But, wow. I don't know what's happening there. They did a, they, they, they picked up a whole lot of new free agents. Von Miller. They picked up Odell. Let's see which Odell did they get. But they haven't won since they made these transactions. So is, is this who Matt Stafford is? Is this the Detroit Lions version of Matt Stafford? Or is this a, a, a we just have a midseason slump? Because this is not the same dude that was there in the season where we said, oh, man, watch out. Uh, McVay has been a great coach. So he made these moves. He made the move to get Stafford, and they're just not – something's happening here. Uh, for them to embarrass themselves last week, I don't even know if they scored a touchdown. For them to embarrass themselves last week with all that talent, 
it makes you say, hmm. So really interested in seeing that. Obviously, Rams are all in. They want to be the second team to host the Super Bowl in their own stadium. So, I mean, kudos to management again. They went all in to get all these um, these free agents and make these trades, but more to follow. Man, Arizona, who saw that? And the only thing that slowed them down these last three weeks is the fact that Kyler Murray's injured. And we spoke about it earlier. Do not want to have the if they did not get injured discussion. But even the game they lost, he was playing off of a sprained ankle. He threw the game-winning touchdown. The problem was A.J. Brown forgot he was supposed to be the game-winning wide receiver to catch the game-winning touchdown. So he messed it up. That was that loss. And then the next loss was when Kyler Murray wasn't in the game. And who would have known how that game could have turned out? So they easily could still have been undefeated. So hopefully he returns quickly because they 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 have at least a one-game lead, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, in that division. But they cannot afford to lose anymore, particularly in the division games. And you're right. San Francisco, I think I picked them to be number two. I picked them to be number two. So I is Jimmy G the guy? Is he not? Uh, are they pushing for the, the, the rookie quarterback? I don't know. This something's not right in that in that water in the Bay Area. I mean, you know, we SoCal guys anyways, but something's not right up north. And I don't know what it is, and it's very sad just to watch. Will they recover? I, I I I like Kyle Shanahan. I like John Lynch uh, from the management side. Uh, so it's just it'd be interesting to watch. And then so I think Seattle's on their last leg. I didn't expect them to be fourth place, but with the injury that happened, Russell Wilson. We know in the offseason they had some challenges. Uh, if, he, if they were going to trade him to Green Bay and, and some other type of uh, trade discussion, so it'll be interesting to see. But I will not be surprised if they don't make it to the playoffs. It just it's just an off season for them. This is an off year for them. So I think it's going to be great watching the next five weeks, six weeks of, of football. But I think the cream is yes. starting to rise to the uh, to the top. We're definitely get, able to see who's who. And again, those little blips that are happening, I don't think that's any indication of the type of team they are. I expect to see great football here on out from those teams to start distancing themselves and getting ready for the playoffs. Great, great take, great take. I need to apologize to Chandler Jones because I called Chandler Jones Wilson Chandler earlier. So apologize to the to the uh, Cardinal fans and the Cardinal fan base. Uh, Wilson Chandler was an old basketball player. Chandler Jones is a defensive end for the uh, Arizona Cardinals. So apologize for that. That was an omission, just oversight. Uh, a quick pick'em game before we go to the NBA. Uh, I know your Ravens are going to Chicago. I already know who you're going to pick. Uh, but what's going on? My question to you, what's going on with Lamar? Sick, but it's not COVID related. So want to know what you're hearing on, on your side of the street, side of the country. And then the other pick game would be the Cowboys against Kansas City Chiefs. So I wanted to know what you what you thought. I know how you feel about the Ravens going. To, but I wanted to ask you about Lamar, his illness, his sickness is not COVID related, but he has been practicing in the last couple of days. And then again, like I said, the second pick game being Cowboys to Kansas City. What team and why? Yeah, I'm Homer, uh, but I'm not picking because, again, because of the Homer. I just think that, you know, Baltimore Ravens are a better team. 
Chicago has been playing good football last couple of weeks as they made the, you know, confirmed and they committed to the quarterback change, but it's still something about Chicago. Uh, you know, unless they got Walter Payton and in the fridge, I'm kind of like, okay, but based off of our last performance against Miami, and even though I talked about the blips, I cannot say definitively that we're not just going to throw our hands up. I mean, we have every reason to say, well, you know, we don't have a quarterback. Uh, we don't have a running backs, but I like to believe in Harbaugh that he's going to motivate the team and they'll be ready to go. Hey, regarding uh, Lamar's illness, do you remember last season when he had the bubble guts in the middle of the game and he left in mm-hmm. last three minutes, he came back and then he handled his business? Well, at least he has almost a week left. So, you know, if, as long as he doesn't have COVID, and we know that Michael Jordan did the uh, the flu game, Hey, if he has a stomach virus or whatever undisclosed, work it out, get whatever fluids, and it would be great to see him play ball on Sunday. If he plays ball on Sunday against Chicago, Ravens win hands down. If he doesn't play, it is a toss-up, but I still give the edge to the Ravens because their backup quarterback is just as bad as Lamar. I mean, it's a bad dude. Uh, If he gets his reps Mm -hmm. and people start watching what he can do, he will only be a backup for so long in this league. Kids bad. Kid, kids, kids bad. When I say bad, I mean bad meaning good. Uh, quoting Run DMC from back in the days. Um, when I look at the Dallas Cowboys, Kansas City Chiefs, whoo! When the schedule makers made this game in July, June, or May of this year, we knew it was supposed to be a good one. Yeah, records may not indicate the quality of this game, but the players do. I think it's going to be a great game. Uh, again, we talked about Eric Bieniemy. This is a tryout game for him. This is a mm-hmm. statement game for him because this is one of the games of the week. I mean, look at the, the – I mean, everyone knows. I mean, it's a market falling for the Dallas Cowboys. So you're, uh, NFL is definitely going to pay attention to this game and fans across the country are going to pay attention to this game. And then which Kansas City's team shows up? That's that's a you told me to toss it up. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I'm going with Kansas City, and I'll tell you why. You laid it out earlier. Oh, oh, you laid it okay. out earlier. I get okay. the coaching edge. I, it goes back to what we talked about last year in NBA. I have to go to edge to coach. I think yes, Kansas City has some 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 weaknesses, particularly on the defensive side. Uh, but Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill. Patrick Mahomes is a savant. And I, I, I give the edge to, to, to Andy Reid to lead this team to make sure they have a game plan that can go against the Cowboys. I, I don't trust McCarthy. I don't trust him. Okay. And I, I believe that he will be the, the deciding factor on why they do not win. Again, the, the players mm-hmm. on the field – are a lot higher caliber. I think the Cowboys are more stacked, uh, but I think it's going to come down to play calling. So I'm going rogue on this one. I'm going rogue. I'm going with the okay. – I think the Kansas City Chiefs are the underdog. I, uh, I hear what you're saying on both teams, but let me break it down this way. For me, the Ravens in Chicago, if Lamar doesn't go, they lose. If he's got a bubbling gut, he needs to get some depends and get his ass rollers out right on out there. Okay, <laughs> he needs to play. But Miami may have broken the code 
because nobody expected Miami's defense to actually be the difference in why they won the game. So they loaded up the box. And this is what I said early in the season when we had the preseason, the, the running backs went down, is you, you then just have to play for one guy, defend against one guy, and that's Lamar. Because as he will want to run, but he's wanting to stay in the pocket. So now he wants to stay in the pocket. He doesn't want to run. What are we going to do? We're going to load the box, confuse the lineman, blitz his tail. So he's going to be off schedule, out of the pocket, and then he's going to have to either run or run a pass out of the run kind of a thing, you know, scramble, pass. And he's not – he's very good. He's a lot better than a lot of people think, but he's just not instinctive enough if you, if you ask me. So last week, that's what was going on. He wasn't – he just didn't let it go. You know, sometimes you have to see it to, to, to let it go. They have to get open. And so the great quarterbacks throw you open. And I don't think he necessarily throws you open yet. I think that's the next part of his evolution. So uh, if Chicago can deploy the same kind of defense, then uh, the Ravens are in trouble. So having said that, I'm still going to pick the Ravens, but I think it's going to be a closer game. That's my call. I'm going to pick the Ravens. But the code has been broken because they don't have running backs, so you don't have to guard against the running backs. You just have to guard against one man and don't let that one man have enough time to find an open receiver you put pressure on him to make him make bad throws that's what's going on right now and he's so magnificent that he can still be he's get he's elusive he can get away let's just hope that it's not bubbling guts and he's he's not really running <laughs> literally running <laughs> <laughs> the cowboys game uh, you picked the Chiefs, and it's at home. That would be their, to me, Tim Hoover taking it to the house. That's their, that, that home field gives them the advantage. But I don't think they're the superior team. I think we have, we, being the Cowboys, they have enough weapons to muddle it up. And right now, Patrick Mahomes, you call him a savant, I say, He's doing too much. He's doing more than he really should because I think he, in my mind, he feels as though their defense has been so bad he has to score more points to make up for the defensive deficiencies. And so he's now trying to do too much. And last week, what I saw him do, what, what they were doing is really he was check down, throw, step back, throw. He wasn't trying to hold on to the ball as much or scramble as much. He was just going with the play. And it was like they made the play calling a little bit simpler. If we get that same Andy Reid play calling, B Eric Bieniemy play calling that they played and showed last week, the last couple of weeks, all the Cowboys are in trouble because you got Tyreek Hill and you got Kelsey and whoever else they want to put at a receiver position just to open up lanes and break it down. And he could be that guy because he, being Patrick Mahomes, could be that guy and just pick you apart. And he's talented enough to scramble. So it's going to be a great game. You, I agree with you 100%. The coaching, the coaching edge goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Uh, but sometimes talent overweighs, you know, leadership. You know that this in the military, you just have so much talent that the commander gets the credit. But it's the workers, the NCOs, it's the lower level management that actually put the work in. And that's what can happen for the Cowboys is they have so much talent 
offense, defense, and enough on, on special teams that they can overcome right now a regular season game. They can overcome their weak coaching deficiency. So having said all that, I got to make a call. I'm going against you. I'm going Cowboys on the road. And let's see what they're really made of. This can be that test to see against not – I don't think the Chiefs are what their record says they are. I really think they're better. But uh, we're going to find out this weekend. So you pick the Chiefs. I pick the Cowboys. We're both going with the Ravens. Real quick before we wrap it up, I want to little, touch on the NBA a little bit because it's on and popping, brother. Uh, Golden State Warriors – saw this coming. Wow. And Stephen Curry right now, he's a leader in the clubhouse as the MVP, but I didn't want to talk about them as much as I wanted to talk about our Lakers. Lakers suck. They are terrible. They look their age right now and they're playing discombobulated. There's no flow. There's no rhythm. There's nothing, nothing, nothing. There's no identity. Frank Vogel, to me, should be on the hot seat. And if he's not on the hot seat, it should be getting very warm right now because he has no rotations right now that you can speak of. And playing, people are playing paper, uh, their rotations, they're coming in and they don't have enough time to really warm up. So it hurts that we've had injuries from just in a large turnover, nine new players from the season of last year. So you almost want to give them a pass, but no, you're an NBA coach and you're known for what? Defense. So if nothing else, they should be able to play defense. They're not even doing that. LeBron's been hurt, abdominal strain. Every time I look up, AD is on the floor. I need to give him a cleaning mop. I need to give him one of those suits that can actually clean the floor as he falls down because that's where he's at every time. And he's so fragile. I always think he's not going to get up. Or when he does get up, something's wrong. They're sorry right now. Right now, they are not playing championship caliber ball, but it's early in the season. And they're letting me down. You made a good point in the green room. Wait till after Christmas. I think that's fair. They really didn't play during the preseason. And again, that large turnover by Christmas time, which is another four weeks away, this should be a better output. Last night's game, they played Milwaukee on the road. And I actually thought, wow, of all losses that they've had this year, that was actually a good loss. And so I saw some things. They they flowed a little bit better. They played better, more energy, greater effort. And I, I saw energy from even the coach. LeBron hasn't played in, in, in about two and a half, three weeks. And so last night against Milwaukee with Giannis and, and Middleton and Drew Holiday, they put it on my Lakers, but the Lakers actually were in the game up until the last two, three minutes. So a good loss. I'm not going to talk about... Uh, our producer Celtics just yet. We'll save that for another day. But that was my take on the Lakers. I certainly wanted to hear what you what you thought. Thank goodness for National Football League. That's my focus right now. I'm not I'm not watching the Lakers anymore until Christmas. I'm not doing it. I'm on the East Coast. They don't respect that. They don't respect putting that sorry tail product on a doggone screen. And I'm sitting up there, eyes. Wide shut, trying to watch this 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 mess. And I said, okay, you know, I gave them a pass the first couple of weeks. Okay, you know what? They got a jam. Team dynamics. I'm getting all doctoral on you. Well, you need to look at the synergy and the storm and Norman Foreman phase. Man, look, play ball. 
to even be considered right. a championship discussion disgust me because you all, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm upset because they're wasting my time. And I, I tell you all, limited time to make an unlimited impact. And the impact they're making in my life right now is painful. I, I don't even deal with gastrointestinal issues, but I'm about to get closer to this. So I don't even want to, they, they disgust me. So here it is. LeBron starting to show his age. They, they wondered what was going to happen. These injuries are starting to they're starting to pile up. So that means we still not had that chance as a squad to really find out how to operate together. Which Westbrook are we going to have? Is he embedded in the team? Where's the triple doubles? Where's How are they doing this? And, and you're right. It, it, last year, let's, let's look at how fast this time went. We just did two seasons in one year. Last year, this time, the Lakers were the champions. Last year. Mm -hmm. This time you're celebrating them as the champions. And you're in one year, the whole roster has been overhauled. Anthony Davis, I mean, mm, mm, who, who is he? Because you're in a market now that all eyes are on you. You're in a market where the big men in Los Angeles used to mean something. But you can't play enough games or enough time in a game for us to even get that full assessment of what are we going to get. After LeBron retires, can the team be built around him? Now, if you're not healthy. So there are definitely some, some signs of concern. I don't like hearing the word, well, they're playing for the playoffs. They just want to get to the playoffs. Look, we got the playoffs last year and got mocked. Who wants to do the play-in game? Yep. There's not enough to say, hey, guys, let's let's take this regular right. season and play the best we can so we can really gel. You're not Milwaukee, who has an intact team for the last three years, who could probably, they wanted to take, they, they, they foot off the gas. They could. We don't have that. This is a third different team. The Lakers are operating on a third different team in a year and a half. Come on, man. So it, 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 it's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. And so I, I, I hope that they're professional enough that when they have their own discussions off, you know, off court, when they're you know, hanging out of LeBron's house or whatever they're talking about, and they're saying, okay, we got this. But don't get so comfortable and confident that becomes arrogance where Golden State says, you may think you got it, but we're showing you we have it. And we don't have Clay Thompson yet. Yep. So I'm not happy with the product that the Lakers are placing uh, on the court. And I know we'll be talking a lot more about them in, in the weeks coming as well as the NBA as a whole. But uh, thank you for giving the opportunity to comment. I'm really upset about what, I, what I'm seeing because even, even when I look at the next morning, even though I'm not going to watch them, I read – Dang, they lost again? How did this happen? Because <laughs> even a game they supposed to win, they may have a 10, 15, 20-point lead. It's okay, good. They should what? I get the alert. They lost. How? Like, how the thunder see that I, I'm now getting nitpicky. I'm done. I'm done. I don't want to talk about it. I, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. And, and I'll, I'll say something else around Christmas time, but I need to talk to contenders, not pretenders. And right now they're showing me they're pretenders. Word. I'm with you. I want to say, fans, thank you. We have missed you. We have missed this opportunity to talk to you, share with you. We were just running. We were just rapping to you. But I wanted to, we wanted to bring you in to just talk with you like we were at the picnic table or at the barbershop or in, around the coffee table about sports, something that he and I, Vic and I, we're both very passionate about. We want to know what you're hot about right now. We're hot about the Lakers. We're hot about 
several things. We're wrong on several things. What are you passionate about? What's your NFL team doing right now? What's your NBA team looking like? What are they? What do you need? What do they need? Is it a coach? Is it a player? Is OBJ the guy for the Rams? We want to hear from you. So hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter. Whatever medium you're watching us in, we just want to say thank you for taking the time. We miss you, and we'll see you next week. If we don't get a chance to see you next week, we're entering the holiday season. We want to say happy Thanksgiving to you. Be safe, okay? COVID is still here. If you have to socially distance because you don't know who, who you're socially socializing with, do that. Wear your mask, hand sanitize, and guess what? The flu season is in full effect. So please just be healthy and have a safe holiday. I'm signing out. See you next week. It's great to be back, team. Again, please give us a holler. Give us a shout out. We love interacting with you all. Thank you for your support. Um, hey, definitely next week. Happy Thanksgiving. And since we didn't have a show last week, happy Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to my co-host, Master Sergeant Retired Timothy Hoover. That's right. We talked about put some respect on it. Give my man his respect who served this country for over 20 years. So, again, thank you all for tuning in today. We had a great time. We gave you some bonus content. You know, we go 30 minutes a day. We gave you a couple extra. Hey, you see the hat I'm wearing? You see this I'm sporting? Listen. <laughs> Happy Founders Day, bros. 110 years. And I thank you and I love you. Spring 1995, Lambda Chapter, University of Southern California. Be out, bros. Be safe. It's about what's in you, not what's on you. So take care, everybody. See you next week. Holla. Take it to the houses out.